Welcome to SaaS Backstage. I am your host Nishant Goyal and with co-host Vishal Rivari on this podcast we go behind the curtains talking to people who built and grew SaaS companies from ground up. Today our guest is Pradyut Hande. He is the lead product marketing manager at Insider where he helps leading global B2C brands deliver personalized customer experience using data analytics. His guest articles have been featured in various publications and he regularly speaks at summits in India, APAC and Middle East. He's also an YouTube influencer with over 150,000 followers. Being in a SaaS company, you should always expect the unexpected and look for ways to grow faster and stronger. So, let's jump into today's episode of SaaS Backstage with Pratyut Hande. Uh, we would like to welcome you, Pradyut, to SaaS Backstage. Thank you for agreeing and meeting us at this godly hour. And uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I think you're the word we're looking for ungodly. No, I'm a, I'm a godly person, so I would say the godly hour. So, so, <laughs> godly slash ungodly hour. So, so, so uh, thank you for, for meeting us at this godly hour. And thank you for taking out time from your very busy schedule of and your multiple lives and multiple, I don't know what, how many roles that you're living. But thank you and happy to meet you after such a long time. Yeah, pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to unpacking great insights in the conversation itself. The idea of over here is like why we started SaaS backstage in the first place was like what you said earlier. Like people only look at revenue LTV went from year to year. But what was the mindset shift that was required? What was yeah. the change in the team that was required? What was the thing that, that you had to do it and change in yourself to achieve achieve that thing? What were the bad habits that you had to leave? What were the good habits that you had to gain? Yeah. No one talks about that, what is happening at the backstage. Like yeah. yeah. Front-end is fine and good, but but what is happening at the backstage? So that's why the, we kept the name SaaS backstage, just to go behind the stage to the people like you who are actually doing it and people who people like you are actually seeing it and making it run so hearing directly from you so welcome you one more time and with that let me ask the first question and then Nishant would would be adding adding on to more so how would you explain product marketing to a five-year-old how do you explain product marketing to a five-year-old super interesting question I think I'm going to begin by saying that uh, as a like I have not been able to successfully make uh, my parents who are like 50 plus understand what product marketing actually is, but it might just be easier to make a five-year-old understand. So I'll give this a shot. Uh, a five-year-old wants few things in life. Um, one of the things that a five-year-old would want would be to go out and grab a meal at a restaurant or get an ice cream or buy a video game, right? So let's take the example of McDonald's. I mean, my five-year-old say if I'm talking three things involved, right? I am explaining. Um, so the problem for a five-year-old in this context, when they're going to McDonald's is that they're hungry. They want to eat a quick snack. Um, and there are two ways to go about ordering from McDonald's. You can either order it on their mobile app. So that's, so that is something that I will use to explain the channel 
or you can go physically and go to the store and uh, eat it at their restaurant itself right so concept number 1 here is highlighting the problem the child the 5 year old is hungry now the next thing that comes in as a product marketer is you're also trying to talk about the features you're trying to explain what it actually is right so for a child looking at the menu he or she might opt for the happy meal you know it is a combo meal nicely packaged it comes with sauce sachets you have a burger uh, uh, you know like a set of fries a coke and a toy with that okay now wo hai aapke features of the product that you are interested in right the third thing is the benefit abhi ek 5 year old ko advantage kya milta hai after eating a happy meal i mean it is a full meal in one go the child is uh, uh, well fed content happy and uh, if the child is happy the parent is happy so i am happy we are happy we are all loving it. if i had to stick to the mcdonald's example isme simple teen cheeze maine bas samjhane i wanted to explain the fact that a product marketer will look at three conveying three things the problem that the customer has yahan pe 5 year old ka hunger tha the features of the product that they are interested in why they want the happy meal what it's about and the third thing is the benefit to the child itself so i think using that mcdonalds or a relatable example would sort of like sit well this is the easiest way to explain what a product marketer does isse zyada deeper mein jayenge to i'll wait for the 5 year old to become a 15 year old okay got it thank you so that you are a saas marketer and a product marketer so what are the common points between these two marketing needs saas marketing and product marketing and where do they differ so uh, don't think of product marketing as being a completely different function in any saas organization there is a an overarching marketing function right so think of product marketing as being a subset of saas marketing in many companies product marketing would report directly into the marketing function you also have companies like insider where i operate in where the product marketing team reports directly into product management right uh, so think of it to begin with as a subset of saas marketing it is almost like a verticalized function within saas marketing itself Uh, which means that a product marketer when you look at it from the lens of a venn diagram is actually working in very close cohesion and collaboration with multiple saas marketing teams so you're working closely with the inbound or growth marketing team whether it's on website content on lead or demand generation campaigns uh, creating free tools on the website creating ebooks cheat sheets or any relevant resources right so you're working closely with the inbound and growth marketing team you could also be working closely with the brand marketing folks right because at the end of the day a product marketer is developing positioning and messaging for not just the brand but the product as well and there needs to be like some cohesion some somewhere where both these stories come together so the brand folks are looking at you know driving brand awareness you know getting uh, you raise a round of funding you now have that trend where companies get on the you know advertisement on nasdaq uh things like that right but at the end of the day product marketer will work closely with the brand marketing folks to ensure that that story that you want to tell about the brand about the product is going in a strategic unified way across different markets right so that's another function that you're working closely with then you're working closely with account based marketing 
right? So you are offering strategic inputs on what are the resources to use, uh, tailor made to specific industry verticals or specific job roles. Because another key thing that a product marketer works on is uh, persona building. You know, identifying the ideal customer persona, who is actually showing the most intent to buy the product, who is the key decision maker at any business looking to buy the product and who eventually signs off on the purchase of the product, right? So we build these personas. A lot of that intel is then used by ABM teams to figure out how to target these different personas with the relevant resources and across different channels, right? And also you're working closely with field marketing. And field marketing would be like a lot of these physical events that your company might go to or virtual webinars or workshops that they may do across regions because their product marketers would help them, you know, come up with the right marketing collateral that they distribute, uh, come up with basically inputs on market facing insights that will help them uh, position your company, your product in the right way in that market. So, you know, these are some of the different functions under SaaS marketing and product marketing, if you think of it, as I said, as a Venn diagram, pretty much at the center of this piece, working with inbound growth, ABM, brand marketing, field marketing, even customer marketing, right? This is a, in many companies, you have dedicated teams that work on success stories, case studies, directly interfacing with the customers. In that case, a product marketer would work with them, get that relevant intelligence, um, figure out how to position a particular case study with a particular brand in the right way to drive demand, so on and so forth. So um, a product marketer definitely has like a finger in different pies, but at the end of the day, you are doing, I mean, it's a collective goal, right? You want to drive demand and you want to raise brand awareness. So uh, there you go. Those are like some of the ways in which a product marketing function would collaborate with the other marketing that's quite interesting so product marketing has become quite detailed and in depth now so was it the same you know decades back like how has it changed in last two decades well uh i can't really speak with authority on what it was like let's say 20 years ago uh maybe i can dial it back to just about like 10 years ago right and uh, honestly speaking, it comes down to the fact that uh, back in the day, uh, a product marketing team or a product marketer was expected to just take the product to the market, go to market strategy, launching a product. So very checklist mentality where you know you have to create SEO optimized blog posts, you will create a video, you will probably do a press release. It's almost like a checklist mentality where you are responsible for just taking the product to market, right? Now what has happened is that the era of the T-shaped product marketer has come into being where, of course, as a product marketer, you're wearing multiple hats. You're doing competitive intelligence. You are listening into sales calls to understand how your prospects are, um, you know, what are the questions they are asking. You are creating sales enablement content, whether it's battle cards or sales decks, the sales team sell better. So you're wearing multiple hats. You're even managing analyst relationships, you know, with the likes of Gartner, Forrester or IDC, all these companies, right? So you are doing multiple things, but the era of the T-shaped product marketer today means that you will eventually have an inclination towards one of these, and then you will build a core competency in that. All your other skills around this, whether you come from a content marketing background, whether you come from a demand gen background, you even have product managers who transition into product marketing today. 
right so you have that technical know how and you have a bent for content right so in the era of the t shaped marketer you end up like specializing in one of these so that's one major change that we are seeing where their product marketers are now wearing multiple hats but at the same time finding a niche of their own uh the second thing is the use of a lot of um, you know product marketers are building their own tech stack right uh the it's it's a lot more beyond just analyzing your web analytics on google analytics so you're looking at hotjar to watch behavioral trends etc you're using cro tools like optimizely to figure out you know how to optimize your conversion rates it's a lot more than that you really have like more specialized tools to add to your tech stack for example you're using pompite for comparative intelligence maybe you're using um, you know a seismic or a paper flight to um, measure the consumption of the sales enablement content internally that you build uh, and and so on and so forth right so the use of technology to take better decisions is uh, making a huge impact in this space and uh finally i would also say that uh, product marketing is also viewed as a very cross functional strategic role now uh, back in the day you would see as i said right product marketing would mostly work in a silo with uh, the marketing folks or the product folks but because of the fact that there are multiple hats that a product marketer today is wearing they need to have a close watch on the pulse of the market right so they are interacting with sales folks with the uh, sales engineering folks with customer success to understand how the partners or customers are uh, receiving and using the product so it's become you know like a very very critical piece in an entire saas organization so the way product marketing is also viewed by outsiders and insiders has also changed so those would i think ideally be like the three changes that i have seen personally in the last decade or so so you mentioned tech stacks okay yeah. in the diagnosis that uh, people are now using so many different saas yeah. by themselves to monitor how their products are working in uh, product marketing so mm-hmm. was it the similar back at netcore when you started the marticno podcast and were you also using similar softwares to analyze and get data on your podcast listens mm, so the thing is that the kind of tools that you use varies a great deal and it depends upon the stage of maturity at which a the saas company actually is at it also depends on the maturity and budget of the product marketing function at netcore i set up the product marketing function from scratch which meant that i could define the roadmap in a way that you know you are looking for quick wins and low hanging fruit um because at the end of the day how do you justify that a company needs a product marketing function you have to get those quick wins under your belt this is true for any function even more so for product marketing because the scope the kras itself are so vast and what product marketing means to different companies is also very variable you know in some companies product marketing is just viewed as a very glorified content marketing or content strategy team okay in some companies they specialize in sales enablement which means that a lot of internal training a lot of sales decks um, a lot of an- analysis of sales calls things like that right so the need of the r for a particular company will dictate the mandate of how product marketing is shaped in its initial infancy days right so at netcore 
the focus was more around uh, giving strategic inputs to the content team and there was a separate content team that built this content but product marketing if you understand the funnel here right we have top of the funnel middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel product marketing will focus on bottom of the funnel content but to connect the dots you also need to be on the same page with the content team so to ensure that your tofu and mofu content are also you know in sync with what you have planned for your bottom of the funnel content to target the users or prospects with the maximum intent you work with the content team right so advising on content strategy um, running a lot of these experiments right like you mentioned the martechno beat the podcast that i started firstly the objective was to engage with existing customers and you and i we both understand that there is nothing as great as gratification to anyone whether it is a vendor whether it is a customer right so to get yeah. someone who is a growth marketer at a fintech company in indonesia talk about you know how not just what they're doing for their brand but how was their you know sort of journey into growth marketing how did they get into fintech things like that right so it started with a customer marketing agenda uh, giving them the spotlight uh then we realized that it became a great opportunity to interface with uh, key prospects because you are giving them face time even before they have decided that they want to actually sign up with your product or buy your product right so there is that interesting angle that comes in where you are doing prospect gratification and helping them make the perception needle move in order to at least consider your product strongly and uh, when it comes to like the analytics piece we kept it pretty simple you know i was uh, hosting it on uh, anchor.fm of course i learned the art of podcasting as i kept building it so we got a little more granular post that as well um but the challenge here was to show attribution any marketing piece of content yes. you create at the end of the day when you are presenting in your quarterly board review the first question that will be asked is oh great these are great engagement numbers we have 10000 plus playbacks across 22 countries but how many opportunities did we create so that was the puzzle piece that i was trying to solve and we did to a certain extent uh, but you and i both know not everything can be measured exactly so how did you solve it even to a little extent that you did so honestly speaking we went the uh, abm route right so or the sdr route as well so if they were using a podcast piece of content right whether it was a snippet whether it was an entire episode uh, we even published it on the website we tried to gate some of the uh, star you know sort of like episodes as well give them a clip and in order to complete uh, you know if you want to listen to more of it we sort of like had the form fill come in things like that for like lead generation uh, yeah in it to some extent right because that's low hanging fruit like you yeah. know for a fact that people want to hear from a visionary thought leader or the founder of um xyz you know unicorn how did they scale if is for example like kunal shah of cred right i'm giving you an example yeah great way to sort of like uh, create demand through stuff like that so a few experiments that worked uh, a few that didn't but at the end of the day uh, what i realized is that i had ended up uh, not just me but the team that was working with me we ended up creating a property that was um, you know pretty much um, evergreen to say right because th- this is audio content that will remain relevant um, you know for years and years i can't say years and years probably like until 2024 at least so um, yeah i think the that's the beauty of creating uh, content that's impactful and it's become like a brand in itself now 
Exactly. So um, yeah, it was the first of its kind show in Asia, and it's I'm glad to see that it's still going strong even after I've left. So, Prajit, uh, yeah, I would like to know, like, have you seen an instance where product marketing has seen a direct impact and onboarding and retention? Uh, like, can you share an example where you have actually seen it? <clears throat> Product marketing having a direct impact, impact on the onboarding and retention of the SaaS companies. Um, onboarding, not so much, but product marketing definitely plays a pretty key role in terms of retention. Now, uh, when we talk about a SaaS product, right? Um, a product marketer is responsible for, um, of course, product launches. Yes, creating demand. Yes, but also uh, adoption and and adoption is something that lasts throughout the life cycle of a customer. Many people think that oh, okay, we got them to like use a particular feature or a particular part of the product, and our job is done there because we've ticked off that metric on our uh, KPI list, right? But at the end of the day, you need to understand that uh, educating, a, you know, when you're talking about educating a market, education lasts from uh, an anonymous visitor coming to your website for the first time to that person or that company eventually becoming your biggest brand advocate, right? So the entire customer life cycle. So everything from communicating upgrades to the product that are happening or talking about new features or new use cases that are especially you know, critical tailor-made for their particular industry. So if if I am talking to the retail industry and they have only a, a website and they have a physical store, I'm giving you a context from the customer engagement space. It doesn't make sense if I start talking to them about my latest mobile app upgrade because it doesn't matter to, to them at all, right? So you need to have a very personalized sort of segmented approach when you are continuing to educate your existing customers. Uh, Number two, actively listening to what your customers are saying, right? Because a product marketer is supposed to be the custodian of the customer. They're supposed to listen to the voice of the customer. And when I say customer, I'm talking about internal customers also, your sales folks, your CSM folks, Um, which means that if you are collecting feedback at the end of the quarter, end of the financial year on what they would like to see as part of the roadmap, uh, because one thing is creating features, upgrading the product and pushing those updates on them. They have no choice. They have to adopt. So they will, they will adjust. Another thing is hearing from them and building with them. That's something very rarely that companies do where, you know, you have uh, some bandwidth of your product roadmap that is dictated by customers. It could be 2%. It could be 3%. It really depends from SaaS product to product and how much sort of like leeway there is. I mean, Honestly, if there's a customer that has 2.5 million MAU, you will definitely listen to that customer. But what I'm saying is that if the customer has 10,000 MAU, at least take that feedback on board instead of just building and pushing the product on them one side, right? Which is where the entire concept of product-led growth also comes in. So very, very important that a product marketer sort of like keeps that in mind. And this has a direct impact on retention at the end of the day, right? Because they're informed well in time. They feel that their feedback is being taken into consideration and um, they feel that the product is being built for them and with them. So that's one example that I can cite in my experience that has helped uh, increase retention. Okay. So, um, up next, 
now talking about the entire industry in total sure what's one thing that everyone in the saas industry should start doing uh what's one thing that everyone so honestly speaking i'm going to uh, draw on what i concluded my last response with listen to more of what your icp is saying not just your existing customers but also once you've done your persona study listen to what they're actually saying what is their actual problem their pain point what is the language that they use right because uh, again sticking to the customer engagement platform sort of example you might call it a cross channel customer marketing platform you might call it a multi channel marketing hub you might call it a mobile marketing platform but those may not even be the terms that your icp is using they might be just calling it you know like an email marketing platform or a crm tool so on and so forth right so in the haste to position yourself in the market as different from your competitors don't forget the language the pain points and uh, what your ideal customer actually wants right also we need to really uh, um, you know sort of like understand what they think about you the perception of your brand and your product at large right because very often as saas marketers or saas companies we get slightly swayed by living in our own bubble we are the best we are number one on g2 we became a leader on gartner we figured as a niche player on xyz report so easy to get swept up in that momentum of positivity internally and that's when you take the eye off the ball where you are not actually listening to what the market actually wants so this dj khaled be the best baby approach doesn't always work you also got to keep listening to the market uh and assume that reality will never remain constant right your markets or your audience your icp's needs will keep evolving we saw that what happened in the pandemic right what was true till 2019 really stopped working for a lot of saas companies after the pandemic hit so um keeping a close watch on um you know what the market is saying uh, what the market is demanding i think that forms the foundation for everything that you do right whether it is improving your product whether it is improving your customer service as we were talking about earlier yeah so on and so forth right so first thing never get swayed and live in your own bubble of be the best be all right and up next what's one advice you know one sentence two sentence five sentence however you want what's one advice that you would give to someone who wants to have a career as a product marketer uh simply i think a lot of people uh, overcomplicate this answer and they'll talk about skills like should be well versed with data comfortable with analytics should have problem solving skills should love uh, simplifying complex jargon honestly a product marketer needs to be a great storyteller needs to be a great listener and a great storyteller of course you have to have great listening skills to be a great storyteller right how do you improve otherwise story and the thing the beauty is that we as human beings our minds are tuned to uh, attach more relevance to stories at the end of the day we tell ourselves stories all the time we are the heroes and protagonists of our own stories we consume content where there is a story at the end of the day if you have storytelling skills you can translate that into content with some 
कोचिंग एंड मतलब यू हैव टू हैव लाइक दैट एवरग्रीन लर्नर्स माइंडसेट आल्सो ना ऐसे नहीं कि मतलब यू आर ग्रेट एट जस्ट टेलिंग स्टोरीज बट यू नीड टू फिगर आउट व्हाट वर्क्स इन टर्म्स ऑफ कंटेंट वेदर इट्स अ ब्लॉग पोस्ट वेदर इट्स अ वीडियो वेदर इट इज यू नो लाइक इवन बिल्डिंग अ सेल्स पिच डेक और फाउंडर्स डेक थिंग्स लाइक दैट राइट सो बी अ गुड स्टोरी टेलर स्टोरी टेलर बी ओपन टू लर्निंग एंड एक्सप्लोर हाउ यू कैन इंप्लीमेंट इट yeah that's how like i would put it. everything else is down to coachability so okay. skills you will you will pick up along the way if you have a decent manager if you have someone looking out for you someone who wants you to like grow in the company also you will pick up those skills but if you're a great storyteller that becomes the foundation of how high the sky can be for a product market wow vishal all right that's it we are done with the business section and now we would like to move on to the out there <laughs> section where we, where we ask the out of syllabus questions so sure. so prithvi uh, before before we get on to the outlier section i like this this thought was coming up again and again while mm-hmm. while i was like listening to mm-hmm. uh, you um, trying to uh, you're helping us with the all the answers and like everything so you have worked in the last like in the last 10 years like you have worked with the top companies like clever tap Core, all those top SaaS companies that we have heard of. You've worked on so many product marketing problems. Like you've worked on so many GTMs. Like you've like taken taken. You have worked day and night on these problems. Like like when when you were like when you were like preparing those podcasts, when you were doing all those YouTube, uh, yeah. YouTube channels that that you have and everything. Did you ever thought that you would get a chance to come on our show? Uh, not at all. I had no idea that I would be privileged and honored at this godly place and godly hour. I don't think I could have predicted any of that. This is probably uh, I'll mark it on. I mean, it's already marked on my virtual calendar. I'll go mark it on my physical calendar also. That's backstage with Vishal and Nishan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and and awkward instance. So you talked about Vietnam. So like yeah. an an awkward instance that when you were on the vacation that happened to you. Uh yeah, I mean, so the thing is that I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Um, any time you travel to Southeast Asia, it becomes a huge challenge to find vegetarian food that you can eat consistently. So I think food was something that uh, you know was a bit of a challenge, and then. in a lot of places they actually consider chicken as being vegetarian so it's almost as if you have to tell them that no 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 this is also non veg please do not serve this to me or show me something like i'll eat the grass that's growing in the lawn outside but please don't consider chicken as uh, non veg so this is this is our title chicken is vegetarian <laughs> yeah this, this, is, this is our title is, <laughs> yeah it'll be fun i have a, i have a, I have a good pun for you guys that's going to be chick beti Clickbait. Yeah. Click okay. <laughs> All right. Clickbait. Check clickbait. All right. Sid, th- thank you for sharing that. Now, on the same lines, because you brought up food, so if you could eat anything that mm. you wanted without getting fat, what would that be? I'm a big fan of a very boring preparation called boiled vegetables. it composed it's composed of like uh, you have your uh, carrots peas beans it's i mean i'm bored talking about it but i can eat that for the rest of my life by the way that's dinner for me is Has your a... wife standing nearby no not at all actually 
on a scale of one to two. So that's a new one actually. I think I put myself at like a solid six point five. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being a support over there, and thank you for uh, helping us with the our outlier questions, like uh, our out of the syllabus questions. But but now the next section is like where I would like Nishan uh, would take over on the fast five. The only uh, caveat you don't have time to think over there. Whatever comes first is. I don't. Is, I don't get a coffee hamper also after this. Oh yes, you will give me your address. You will receive something on yes. your address, like all right. But don't give me turkey address. That would be very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> right. All right. Over to you, Nishan, for the first five. Nishan Pradeep. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So, what's your favorite food? Uh, you mean cuisine or dish? Dish. Boiled vegetables. No, no time to think. I mean, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, you can't answer a question with a question. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Gone your gone your ham cut. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. We can we can do free take. Free take, yeah. All right. What's your favorite right. memory? Uh, memory, favorite memory. I think uh, the day I got married. Wow. What's one thing you are grateful for? Uh, my parents. Okay. One person you cannot live without. सोचना पड़ रहा है अरे यार इस वाइफ इज देयर इन द रूम ही इज खाने निकल रहे आई मीन हु हु पर्सन सेज आई लाइक बॉइल्ड वेजिटेबल्स मतलब एट द एट 12:00 इन द नाइट मैं आप लोग को रोज अपना डिनर का फोटो भेजूंगा आप देखना एकदम सेम है ओनली पीस विल मूव फ्रॉम लेफ्ट टू राइट आप सेम फोटो भेजोगे तो ऐसे ही होगा नहीं नहीं वीडियो शॉट विद माय कुक विल वाउच फॉर वाउच फॉर द फैक्ट दैट ही इज बोर्ड कुकिंग इट फाइनल फाइनल वन ओके इफ यू आर नॉट वर्किंग देन वट आर यू डूइंग वेयर डू वी फाइंड यू मोस्टली रीडिंग 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 एनीथिंग fiction uh, pretty much everything yeah fiction non fiction um like voracious reader everything from like history geography politics marketing um yeah pretty much i mean i'm currently reading a book on uh, mixed martial arts so pretty much everything reading about anime ha like in the sense that you need like if i want to take up the sport i need like that grounding in terms of understanding how styles work how fluid um you know training sessions need to be things like that so i i mean that's one of the challenges of being me having an incredibly like vast range of uh, you know sort of interests i mean so it shows you're doing so many things in so many verticals yeah well chala <laughs> boy played well <laughs> inshallah okay All right, thank you for that fast five, which was we we derailed you from your fast five with yeah, those moment, comments. Moment with those yeah, comments. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you again for for doing this. Um, now uh, last couple of ending ending close questions, and then yes. I think so. We should allow you to go back to whatever you would like to do next. At one o'clock in the night, but uh, <laughs> but uh, should they can listeners find you? Like if 
if even anyone has to find pradyut what mm. is a good way to find you i mean uh, on online इंस्टाग्राम यूट्यूब ट्विटर pretty much everywhere actually i i just searched for pradyut hande and i got his youtube account i got his instagram channel so seo inhone kiya hua hai uske upar i hope you enjoyed this conversation because we certainly did so now you have a task have a conversation with all your founder friends share the knowledge help them succeed i would really appreciate if you would share one takeaway from this episode And if there's someone you want to ask questions, tell us, and we'll bring that person on this podcast and pick their brains, asking questions you want answers to. And I'll see you in the next episode of SaaS Backstage Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation because we certainly did. So now you have a task: have a conversation with all your founder friends, share the knowledge, help them succeed. I would really appreciate if you would share one takeaway from this episode. And if there's someone you want to ask questions, tell us and we'll bring that person on this podcast and pick their brains asking questions you want answers to. And I'll see you in the next episode of SaaS Backstage Podcast.